Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Welcome to the City of David Dartford podcast. Be blessed as you listen to this message from our pastor. The value you had to whatever is given to you is what determines where you live. The guy who had 5,000, if he's not progressing with the 5,000, that's what we call the power of dot. It's called a number of value. The power of dot moves 5,000 to 500 because it's moving backward. Moves 500 to become 50. Moves 50 to become 5. Move 5 to become 0.5. Move 0.5 to become 0.005. And it can go on like that until the point becomes 10. And when are a matter of 10 zeros after your dot, the number is not existing anymore. While the person that was given 5,005, at the start of life, if he adds its value positively, can turn his 5 to 50, to 500, to 5,000, to 50,000, to 500, to 5 million, to 50 million. So yeah, Misa, where you are today, I know God of heaven has not done a lot. Oh, you want to do this, God has not done it. You want to do that, so when you come into church, it's always for you to fold your hands. And, and, and I, I, I sort of proceed with you a little bit, but guess what? The power of dot in your hand, you are trying to move it backward. But if you tend to move it forward, because the truth of the matter is that you become nothing without him. I become nothing without him. Nobody. And I repeat again, I've come to realize Anybody who tell you I am rich and he comes to come and brag before you that this is what you have done, he's only telling you lie. And then he say lie. He say lie. I did this, I did that. I did this, he said. A young lady started a company in 2019. Then after he started to register the company, they announced his, uh, his godfather to be in the government. So they not tell every company in Nigeria, and for you to get this job, you will have to go and work with this woman who had no experience. And when people are talking about her in the circle of oil and gas, I walk away. You know, there's this, uh, I can say, I look away. I look away because I said that instead of you guiding to talk to her, why don't you ask God for that degree that is working for her? Even if it's not working for me now, let it work for me later. Don't jealous people. <laughs> Just ask God to sort you out. And when he does, you know, it doesn't matter when he comes. Let him just come at the right time. A man came into my life. Well, I went to their church to go and preach. And then the pastor that was his pastor said to him, the guy, I gave him a prophecy. After the service, I did a three days program. You know, the normal way I do, those days I'm just my jaga jaga. I'm not sure whether I've, I've left that jaga jaga. I, I see you. But then I just do, you know, I just jump on the altar and then I finish preaching. When I finished preaching, they asked the guy, that pastor, because I said, we came out to pray over the car. I saw about three cars. Lord, what's this? God said to me, time is coming when this guy will buy three cars in a deal at one day. So that car was for you, so we pray for you. I said, sir, time is coming when God said to me, you are going to buy three cars one day from a dealer. 
You know, that guy was in debt. You know, those kind of a professor that they have come again. The guy was in debt. And you are not a professor, you are saying three cars. But to cut a long story short, he, he got a job of about 30 billion, no, $3 billion to do fertilizer in Nigeria. So the guy spoke to that pastor. See, that pastor that uh, prophesied that time. Man of God, he said he doesn't know where I am again. <laughs> I'm under God. He knows my daughter who introduced me to her, who could have said to her, look, that, that stupid guy, where is he now? But he said he doesn't know me again. And I bless God, talking about time, that I didn't tell that he knows me then. Because if he knows me then, if that guy gave me two million naira then, I didn't say two million dollars, two million naira, sir, that guy, I will be prostrating for him every day. I will prostrate 12 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 3 o'clock. I will prostrate every hour. And I will use that money to eat Chingom and Nico. Trust me. I will use that money to buy peppermint. I will have wasted that money. Because as at that time, what I was looking for is money to hit, not money for business. So God of heaven had allowed me to start some things first. So I was struggling, struggling, struggling. And I was at a junction when I had an opportunity to buy a car for my father or invest in business. So I bought that car. All the money that I needed was about 70000 That was equivalent of $20 million. And that was still at the value. So I put that money and then... The moment I buy the thing finished, the contract came out. I had nothing more. So I began to run around. So I went back to that. So I, in between, I saw that man that year. He said, I, I have been looking for you. The other pastor said, he doesn't know where you are. I said, yes, sir. It's okay. Let's forget this story. I have a need now. We are here now. So let's talk about now. What can I do for you? Ah, you can do a lot for me. Sir. I have only this amount of money. Everything that I have is this money. And stupidly, I have packed the money to go and buy a car for my father. So, sir, I need a lifeline. Borrow. Don't give me. Just borrow me. The guy said, how much is the money? My wife is there. And then she transferred that money to her accounts. Now, at that juncture, that money came at a time when I can utilize it. If that money came. So hear me, sir. Rejoice, sir. When you are looking good today, when you are not looking good, do what, sir? Rejoice! Because you don't know your time. Oh, can I speak to somebody? And hear me, sir. Everybody has a time. Sir, the fact that it's happening for you today does not mean it will not happen for another person tomorrow. And when you see somebody coming around you that, that is happening for and is, 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 is doing too proud, Tell him, like one of my daughters said, he says, stop being proud. Be coming down. Be coming down. Stop being proud. No. Sorry, I spent all my days in Nigeria, so I, I understand all this land. Be coming down. You know, sometimes when I say it, my wife looked at me and like, is this the guy that I married? <laughs> no, that only brother that was very spiritual those days. Coming down, life is not difficult. So, hear me, sir. Anytime you come to the presence of God, I beg you, rejoice. Yes, he has not done it, I know. He, me, sir, there are lies in your hand that you don't recognize. God has you in the imprint of His hand. 
Donald Trump, the imprint of Islam. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't, he, you know, just get, just get with God. And I'm going to preach to you. Thank God we are, our team for the month is loving God. Hear me, sir. Hear me, sir. Hear me, sir. He has your name in his palm. If he didn't do it for you, he's preserving me so that your generation. I have told you the story of um, um, Adenuga. How his father keeps sowing to everybody they brought in the name of Bishop, they brought to Ijebuo Dowsis. The man, it didn't happen for the man. But somebody looked at that man called Mike in his place of work and said it would be good for you to go to Harvard. He went to Harvard, make all the connections there. He didn't pay for Harvard. He came back from there, the remaining history. By the time he came back, he had done a course in Harvard how to set up an enterprise. And somebody came in the name of the person who is drilling at that time, called him, let's set up what we call DEFCON Merchant Bank. And that's the end of the story for that man. Till tomorrow. I don't know what money the father wants to have. You can't mention anybody today. Here is Adenuga one day. Somebody was talking to him. He was expecting a call in Conan producing. And they called him and they were mentioning, sir, we're calling you. Emmanuel is laughing because he knows the story. We're calling you, sir. And, sir, they paid the 500 million uh, into our account. 500 million, half a billion. And the guy said, who is calling? They said, call on Nigeria. Get out! Get, get out! Get out! Because the guy was expecting 500 million dollars. 500 million dollar naira is now calling. He was sending the guy away. I am prophesying over the life of somebody. I don't know who you are, but I stand on the altar of the Almighty God. Time will come when all that you have today will become a chicken change in your hand in the name of Jesus. All that looks like wealth, all that looks like asset in your hand today, as I prophesy to your life, I prophesy to my life, in very few years to come, may everything become a chicken change. So, please, I beg you, let to rejoice. Learn to rejoice. Remember when I came into London? When I used to rent about 63 from Crystal Palace. I go up. I'm beating drum. I was beating drum. In fact, one day I beat drum on top of the, you know that double decker. The driver stopped and came up. He said, what's your problem? I said, I, I only have one problem. I just want to praise God. The guy looked at me. He said, you are hitting things on my head. I said, you should be dancing. He said, what? And you know, those times I don't understand their language. He said, do you know you're praying? I said, okay, I can't hear you. Pardon? <laughs> you know how you say pardon in Nigeria? I said, pardon? I can't hear you. All I want to do is to praise God. The guy just looked at me, just walked away. He said, this guy is so green, so fresh. But I bless God I was doing that. That praise is what takes me to where I am today. Please, sir, I beg you. No other person can make you. The only person that can make you is God. And you don't have money to give him. Eh? The only, that's the only thing he's requiring from you. That's the only thing. Sir, that's the only thing. You can't give him food. In fact, he says to you, whatever, if, I don't care how much you have in your pocket you want to bring to God. He says the, the, the 10,000, the cattle upon the 10,000 here, they belong to me. So keep your money. I am the one that gives you that money in the first place. 
You know, because when you are breaking, when you think what God, God is, no, no. He said, the cattle on 10,000, it doesn't make a sense. How can you have one cattle on 10,000 here? He said, I own them. If I want to heat, all I need to do is to set fire to the bush. They will roast all the cow allow and bring it to me, and I will eat. So it's not your food. So just come to God and give him the best thanks offering. Okay, by the way, Mark chapter 12, verse 30. Quickly, let's read, let's run, let's run. Lord, we ask that you will bless your word, even as we're about to look into your word right now. Speak to us, O Lord, to the glory and to the honor of your name. In Jesus' name. Mark, the 12th chapter, the 30th verse. Quickly, please, church. So COVID is over. I'm seeing some, some, some of my children back in the church. Praise God. COVID is over. Where are the technical people? Okay. Somebody read Mark, the 12th chapter. 30 verse for me. Quickly. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Yes, sir. With all thy heart. Yes, sir. And with all thy soul. Yes, sir. Amen. That's your what? With what? Everything. Everything. I'm going to try and look into each of those words as the God. He said this is the first commandment. Jesus answered that. He said this is the first commandment. He said that you will love the Lord your God. Number one, with your heart. And you know when the Bible says with your heart, that says a lot. We'll come into that later in the course of the week. Number two, with all your what? All your soul. Number three, with all? With all your mind. And so what God is saying here is this. Love God. Like you're going to die. Because your heart is where every thought proceeds from. So let the love of God proceed from your heart. Your inner soul. Your inner being. Don't love God like a child's play. Love God like your breathing depends on it. From your heart, from your soul, love God with everything you have. That's a bit deep as well. But I like the way Message Bible put these things. Message Bible says in that scripture, he said, Jesus said, this is, this, the, the first is important, is, the first and important is, listing Israel, the Lord your God is what? Is one. So, love the Lord with all your passion. With all your passion. So that means that loving God is not what you do optional. Loving God is not what you do when it's convenient. Loving God must be a passion. And until something, and you know, for some of you, you know what your passion is. We don't need to get into that. Until, God, until the love of God becomes a passion in you. Until loving God becomes something that is your daily living. You are not loving God yet. Until that level. Now, you know, when it becomes a passion, and I like the one that, it, that follows it, he said, he said, and with what? With prayer. 
So that means that you cannot love God until you become intentionally about it. And you are praying, Lord, please let me love you. You know, like a woman is begging a husband. You know, we just finished our marriage. So we shouldn't go to that thing again. You know how they tell you, you didn't tell me you love me. Well, don't look at me because they are beside you. I'm not saying anything. Uh-huh. You know, they say, you didn't, you, say, you say, when last have you told me you love me last? But then the question is that, now if a woman is asking, God is saying, can you come and tell me you love me with your action on a daily basis? And we are far away from that. He went ahead to say it. And with what? Your intelligence. Your prayer. Your, and then your what? And your, your energy. Ah, let's not get into that. Because you know what? If we go to a party, I'm not even to be honest. I'm not even to went to a party yesterday. God bless you for being truthful. I know half of you went, so don't. How many miles did you spend there? <laughs> eh? You drove? Okay. So when you not get there, how many hours? God bless you. Titi, how many hours did you spend in the party? Three. Be, be honest. Now, because somebody said four hours, you not said three hours. Okay, let's agree it's five hours. It's okay. <laughs> oh, she spent one and that. It's the same time you spent. Praise God. Now, now, the question is this. Now, let's look at it. Now, it's not about the party that I'm going. The question is this. Do you realize that if we come to church and we spend, and, and this is not, it's not personal, it's to every one of us. If we come to church and we spend four hours, what's going to happen? All of us are looking at time. What are they doing? What's the thing? What's going on? And next week, Pastor, you know what, Pastor? I love your church. I love the way you preach. I love, the, I love everything. I love how the thing, but then you know what? You take too much time. But then, the same God is now saying to you, love me with your energy. But we can put that energy on the social party. Some of us can speak for hours on the phone. We don't open Bible. We don't. In fact, some of us can read gists. But when they send Christian message, you flip it over. And you know, you know, you know, these are all the things that indicate whether you truly love God or not. They are the things. And, and mind you, you know, you know the way that I am. I'm not a pastor who come and tell you I'm holy more than you. We all belong there. I am there as well. Is one understand what I'm saying now? In fact, it took a conscious effort. One day, when I realized that that mobile phone is becoming a demonic thing, when I wake up in the morning. I pick mobile phone. I'm looking for messages that have sent for me from Lagos. Like all the company will die if I don't reply. Until I said to myself, Shebin, no, I, I'm not even so no, I'm not the one that said to myself. One morning I woke up and God says to me that I brought you from nothing. You were nobody. Even yourself, you didn't give yourself an opportunity. I gave you a chance. And then you wake up in the morning, not even a good morning. Not even how are you, oh Lord? And the first thing, and you know what? The devil so planned that thing, sir. Sir, the moment I pick up the call, I will see one, one cambabulous message. Maybe from my marketing director or my one, my director. And I call him. And by the time we finish talking at 10 o'clock. And I tell each other, I'm like, what was this? So I said to myself, Lord, I'm sorry. Until we say good morning. It doesn't matter whether I go for a prayer walk and I come back at 5 o'clock. 
a.m. in the morning. Once I sleep and I wake up, before I pick this thing called demonic force, so what I've done is to switch it off. So before I, because I'm saying to myself, before I now use the power to power it up, to wait for it to come up, to initiate, to boot. To <laughs> Loving God. And you know, this thing is, I'm happy that we've talked about relationship with with, with people, individual, we've talked about relationship with ourselves. Now, this is, we're talking about relationship with God. And hear me, sir. Every marriage listening to me. Every, every boss listening to me. Every church people listening to me. If you don't get this relationship with God right, you can't get marriage right, you can't get people right. Get the relationship with God right. Every other thing we follow. Have you been in a situation whereby, you know, Somebody will abuse me. Say, Pastor Kisley, you are too restless. You remember? One of my daughter. Where is that? He told me. He told me, say, you are super hyper. You are super hyperactive. And then in NNPC Tower, as I dashed out from one, one GED's office, I dashed to another one. As I was coming up, you know, somebody said, Pastor Kisley, the thing I love about you is that you can move mountains. I'm like, uh, uh, uh. And somebody said to me, I am what? So hear me, sir. When you come into a close contact with God, people see less of your fault. And what people see as negative, people begin to see it in a positive way. Why? Because you have dropped your heart in the presence of God. You've picked God in the relationship with him. Let me know. Somebody say to myself, say, say, say to yourself, say, Father, Father, as from this day forward, help me, O Lord, to have a good relationship with you. Help me, O Lord, to love you. Help me, O Lord, to give my best to you in the name of Jesus. Loving God. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 to 8. 1 John, the fourth chapter. Seven to eight. You know, I, as I was preparing for this, so I said to myself, the thing is the fact that everybody begs you to live right. It's because you and I don't love God. When you love God, living, you will not be, you, will not, you, know, you know, you know how without your wife being there, sir, you say to yourself, in a little, no, you are not saying it loud. Oh boy, respect yourself. If this woman come and meet this thing here, this house will be on fire. And without anybody saying anything, you just carry the chair. You, may, you know what I'm talking about? Eh? You, don't, you don't say to yourself, Shegun, respect yourself. And you just carry the chair. You put it where they put it. So when they come, there's no... <laughs> you don't understand what I'm saying now. The day you get to that level with God, huh? The day you and I get to that level with God, nobody tells you wrong or right. You will know it yourself. And anytime your leg wants to sleep, you call your name. Say, Shagun, with your maker, do what? Respect. Thank you, sir. Uh -uh. <laughs> Uncle Ishola, you are there. You need to come and explain yourself to Mama. Hallelujah. You know, you know, folks, 
Get him to love this God the more. You know, in fact, for before, I, I can be a little bit careless. I, I don't, you know, I don't look at anything. I don't, I don't give you. But these days, I am in consciousness of one thing. That, you know, when you feel that you have enjoyed unmerited grace. Hmm? So, I have come to this junction. Probably where I said to myself, that you know what? If everybody around you eh, is carrying a copper anyhow, you and God, you knew where you are coming from. So if everybody is carrying leg, you are not part of them. And you know, in fact, the moment I, I am, I've been praying to, Lord, please take these people to a level where they know they don't deserve. At that juncture, nobody begs you to live right. Because you are not sure. <laughs> Honestly, you are not sure of the one you will do that you will get back. And you know, if you have seen a little bit of that thing, you don't want to go back. Mm. You don't want to go back. You don't want to go back. You know, somebody said to me, he said, Pastor, he said, London is not okay. London is not okay. You come to Nigeria once every month, twice every month. And I hear you fly business class, you fly first class, and you are telling me London is not okay. He said, let, let, let me come. Let it not be okay for two of us. <laughs> I was, like, I was like, no, it will be okay for me. Jesus said, he said, no, 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 sir. You said it's not okay. You know, and I was trying to explain. He said, Pastor, leave that story, oh, Jerry. You are coming every month and you're saying it's not okay. But I said, do you know where I'm coming from? I've been in this country now for 20-something years, 22 years or 23 years now. But then the question now is this. When God of heaven has brought you to some place, Trust me, there are some places you don't want to go back to. Never. And I prophesy that wherever you are today, as I prophesy to you, I prophesy to myself, is the least you will ever be in your life in the name of Jesus. So, how do I love God? Number one, I'm coming to this on Wednesday. You love God by knowing God. First John, the fourth chapter. No, no, John chapter 4, verse 7 to 8. How do I love God? You love him by doing what? By knowing him. And, and choir, please let me get this song ready. Knowing you, Jesus. Knowing you, there is no... We, we, we'll come back to him. We'll come back to him. We'll come back to him. So, Bible said... In, in, in John, the fourth chapter, seven, let's just read verse eight. First John, sorry, sorry, sorry. First John, chapter four, verse 20. First John, chapter four, verse 20. For if a man say, I love God, and hate his brother, he say what? He's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he had seen, how can he love God, whom he had not seen? Now, this to you guys who owns company. This to you guys who have power over people. This to you people who are in a place of authority. And you drench down people with the little power God of heaven has given to you. I was speaking to one of my daughters <coughs> sometimes last week. She, she's, she's the MD of one of the, one of the group of companies. I said to her, I said, Madam, the way you are living your life with this man, if you don't want God to also bring you down, stop bringing people down. 
because you go home when you lift other people's up. Hear me? Hear me? David, come. I know you are taller than me. Don't know. And I used to carry you those days. I'm not sure. I, I won't try it. I, don't carry me. <laughs> you know, if I try to pull David up, what I'm saying now? One way or the other, I have stretched myself. And power is going. But if I'm trying to pull him down, what am I doing as well? So, sir, sir, before you carry phone and drop that person there on the phone with your mouth, ask God, am I loving my brother or hating my brother? So don't tell me you love man or you love God when you cannot love me that you see. What's the problem of that pastor, Kingsley? Everything is daga, 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 daga. I am daga, 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 it's working. <laughs> so stop, leave the gossip. What's the problem of Uti? Is he the only one in church? He's working for her. So leave her. He's all right, we know. You are Mrs. Perfect, you are Mr. Perfect. We are not good, we are not perfect, but at least he's working. And you know, the problem I have is this. People who easily find fault in people. The scripture says, I'm going to come to that next week. The scripture says, before you look at the speck, sawdust in my eyes, take away the log of wood in your eye. My problem is that if I have a log of wood, is that money inside? <laughs> if I have a log of wood covering my eyes, how did I see the speck in our own eyes? How? The big question. We'll come to that next week. Okay. Let me troubleshoot this. And Shall I mention this point now? Because if I say it, some people will say, ah, Baba, we catch you today. How do I love God? I love God by not loving money. <laughs> when that point came, I said, Shall I go? Everybody in the city of David will carry you. <laughs> but you know, it's the word of God. We have to still preach it. Now hear me, sir. The scripture says so clearly. First John chapter 2, verse 15. Let's look at it. First John, the second chapter, the 15th verse. And I will draw the curtain because my time is right. What did he say clearly, everybody? He said, Love not. No, sorry. Let's look at I will come to that. That's loving not the word. We'll come to that next week. Let's look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. And, and, and possibly first Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. You know, when God gave me that thing, I, I had to say, God, you will have allowed Mama or Pastor Shegun to come and preach this. Okay, your screen is not working. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. Let's all read it. If you are there, you can start reading. No man can what? Can I hear you one more time? Can I hear you one more time? Can I hear everybody one more time? Can I hear you louder? Can we make it more louder? He said, for either he will what? Hate the one and do what? And love the other. Or else he will hold on to one and despise. You cannot do what? Serve God and mammon. So hear me, sir. Here is a thin line. God did not say don't work for money. Because if you don't have money, the society will treat you bad. Don't tell Pastor Shegun, Mama, I said this. 
Eh? Don't tell all the pastors I said. Don't tell Pastor Wale I said this. Sir, if somebody walks into this church today and give the church 100,000 pounds check, eh? everybody will lose their mind. Pastor Shegbo will want to cancel that person that Sunday. <laughs> Sir, am I lying? <laughs> Pastor Shegbo will want to cancel that person. He said, he say, God bless you, my brother. Please, let, let's have a word together. We appreciate <laughs> Pastor Shegbo, I'm not preaching. I'm just saying some things. He said, we, we, we bless God for your life. We appreciate God bringing you to this church. What a wonderful person you are. Please, can I know your address? Today, I want to come and visit you. Do a follow-up. Pastor Shegu is still okay. Mama will say, good afternoon, sir. <laughs> so, hear me. So, don't mind me. Just manage me the way that I am. <laughs> okay, so what I'm trying to say to us is this. You need to work hard to have money. But the day money becomes your goal, you are gone. Hear me? Somebody said to me, let's go today. There's an opportunity to meet a state governor that I've been trying to meet for a while. So I said to that person, sorry, I'm going back to my church. I'm going back. He said, but they just call you. I said, no, my wife is not even the issue. If I call her, she will understand. But then, the issue is with God. The day! Anything takes the place of God in your life. That thing is about to drop. Folks, hear me. It's not. It's the the best of time I enjoyed was last year during COVID, because there was no church, so I can go to Nigeria and stay in Nigeria for two months. Even the mama was screaming underneath, but I would just beg her, don't, don't worry, tomorrow will be okay. And I wish tomorrow is okay, my friend. But then guess what? Because I could stay in church because the church is not moving. But the moment the church has resumed back, it does not matter what happens. If I have to fly economy, I can only miss one Sunday in a month. And that one Sunday in a month is the month Sunday that I'm supposed to go and use to preach and bless the people in my province. So I've told the people in my province, sorry, if you want me to come, use weekday. I know they come. I'm not a provincial pastor. I don't need the offering. If you give me a recollect. <laughs> If you give me, I will collect. But I am not the kind of pastor who is looking for your offering to eat. So you understand what I'm saying now. But I can't. I, I said to somebody, I can't travel on a Sunday. He doesn't be in the year on a Sunday. It will seem like the plane wants to want to want to want to drop them because I'm not supposed to be in church. So there are still those few things, huh, that I hold as value in the place of God. No matter how much of money business we're talking about. Because I know. Anybody around me may not know. I know when my food was 001. I know when my trousers as a whole and I can't talk him. And I had to slap each other. Everybody just thinks that I'm rude. No, I'm not rude. My principal in secondary school flogged me on the assembly. Flogged and flogged and flogged because I couldn't talk in form four and form five. Until one day he took me into his room. And as he was he said, Today I'm going to kill you. As he rolled the trouser up, he suddenly realized there is red cutting wool, 
blue cotton wool that we have used to demo, you know, fashionalize the knicker. So the guy looked at me. And looked at me and dropped his cane. Then he called the vice president and said, you don't know the reason why people are where they are. So that day, they gathered all the school to, to do a nika for me. <laughs> but guess what? So I will now, now forget that God because I'm looking for what? When I am aware that I can still be doing security job and I will be fine in London, you know that you're doing security job, you're okay because you earn about 1,000 hits. Your problem is that don't use big car. Just buy, what, what's the name of that my car again? KWL, Vauxhall Cavalier. They just buy one small car, you're okay. Don't go and, you, everybody's living in a flat. The guy, my first house, the guy living beside me is a plumber. You know, it's only in Nigeria that people decide where they live. Everybody is the same thing in Nigeria, London. But then, I suddenly realize, I must love the Lord. My God. I give you this testimony and I close. I got into this country. I got a job in security company. And everyone said, ah, you must be a pastor. You must be a prayer man. I'm not sure if you is your will. You can bear witness to this thing. Titi can bear witness. No, I'm not sure. Titi is not in there. They gave me this job. And they said I should go and work on a Sunday. And Sapat, I tried to make it up. Like, okay, it's not bad. Um, so I go to the place. I sang, good morning, Jesus. So I do praise worship. I preach to myself. I put hands in my pocket, five pounds. I gave five pounds offering. I sat down. So I said to myself, I have worshiped God. Until God reminded me, so this offering that you are giving me, <laughs> and, and you know, and when those questions keep popping in, I went to the people. I said, sir, I am going to stop Sunday. They said, we heard you are a pastor. Because I've told them, the person who took me there said, I'm a pastor. He said, sorry, sir, it doesn't work here. And they took me off duty, truly, truly. And for, for four Sundays, Pastor Femi Ogube, me, pastor, pastors around me, they were the one contributing money for me to eat. Martins knows this story as well. That job that they asked me to play on a Sunday, after six weeks of no job, and I understand, two weeks we pay money in Pekka. I was living in number 84, Cronin Street in Pekka. SW151AA. There's some address you can't forget. Uh, sorry, S-E. Oh, what did I say? It's a prophecy. <laughs> S-E. Peckham. Peckham. East Peckham. Number 84. Cronin Street. I know the address. S-15. S-E-15. So hear me. Two months, two weeks rent. They, then the landlord will come and knock. We pay 40 pounds per week there. I don't know how much they pay now. But then you know the house now. But then too, you are part of that story, you know. But then it's part of the people who are giving me money to hit there. Six weeks. Nothing. That job was £4.85 per hour. Well, it's okay. All right. But then guess what? I 
after that six weeks of sacrifice, they called me one day, said, Kingsley, do you still want to work? They called me at about 10 o'clock. Somebody was supposed to resume in the place. He didn't resume. So they called me, Pastor Kingsley, do you still want to work? They're not Pastor. Okay, Kingsley, do you want to work? I said, I want to work. That's a Kingsley. That's a lie. I have a name that's on my passport today. So, so. Don't ask me for that question. Don't ask me for that question. Don't ask me. I don't have an answer for you. They just called that name. On, my passport was invisible passport then. So they come. I said, I want to work. So they come and say, go and resume in this place. And guess what? The place was £7.25. And that's how God turns things around. Guess what? That's the same place I met the person that took me into property business in, two, in 1999. Six weeks journey, six weeks sacrifice. The person that started introducing me to property, I met that person at that center. Please, sir. He may not add up today. He may look stupid today. But love God. At the end of the day, I've never seen anybody who trade with God and go empty. God bless you. We hope you were blessed by that message. You can keep up with more of our content on our social media. God bless you.